I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This week's episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the 2021 Hope for the Holidays program. While the holidays are a happy time for some, there are many that are struggling. Some are facing personal challenges with their health, finances, mindset, relationships, or emotions, while others are dealing with professional and business pressures that cause them to question their sustainability and future success. It is in times like these that people need a ray of hope. And that's where the 2021 Hope for the Holidays campaign comes in. Six amazing authors have come together. Suzanne Wegman, Charity Goodman, Kim Lingling, Tamara T. Bush, Laurel Hanfield, and K.L. Gilchrist to spread inspiring messages of hope and raise money for a worthy cause. Be sure to check out their messages of love and light at 265point.com backslash spread hope. Turn off your brain and listen to God. What comes to your mind as you hear that statement? Well, for me, it says it's time to take a break from overthinking, from playing scenarios over and over and over again in your mind, from trying to figure things out on our own. And I believe that our guest this week on Publishing Secrets is going to help me and you accomplish just that. I'm honored to have with me Tarrant Arthur Henry and his book, Turn Off Your Brain and Listen to God, has been a work that has been in process for years. So if you are an aspiring author that has always had a passion to write and share a message of hope with others, this episode is for you. Tarrant Arthur is going to share with us how he finally got the nudge that he needed to move forward. And he has a word of advice for someone that is vacillating. Should I do it? Should I not do it? How am I going to get all of this done? He has the recipe for success that I believe will inspire you to not only start, but finish. Enjoy. Well, Taryn Arthur, welcome to the Author Spotlight and Publishing Secrets. It's my pleasure to have you here with us today to talk more about your book, Turn Off Your Brain and Listen to God. Thanks for making the time to be here today. Thank you for having me, Coach Tams. I've been waiting for a while to get into this opportunity, and I feel I have a lot to share with your audience today. I'm sure that you do. You know, as we were getting ready to go live, we were talking about the many hats that you've had the pleasure of wearing in your career in ministry and how God has used you in so many different ways. And I I think it's a really appropriate question in terms of like, why this, why now? With all the things that you've done, 
Why did you feel that it was important now to put pen to paper and to write this book? Well, I felt that during this season here, the world now has been experiencing a pandemic and we have been shut in. We've been encouraged to, as they say, social distance, but I like to refer to it as physical distancing. And we've been being isolated from each other. And during that period of time, I was saying to myself, Lord, what do you want us to do in this season? So my wife, she had heard from God. She wrote a book called Transforming Lives. It's a three-step guide to becoming a better you. And working along with her with that book, she wrote a chapter, one of the bonus chapters in this book. It talks about seniors living their dreams. And since we were both recently retired, I began to look at that and I began to feel like God was speaking to me saying that it's time because all my life I had been since I was like 13 years old, I had been interested in writing and I had been uh, reading great authors and trying to put my pen to paper and trying to write. It's always been a passion of mine. And well, as we all know, sometimes life gets the better of us and some of the dreams that we had when we were younger, they kind of, you know, they go by the wayside. And I felt the Lord speaking to me. He says, there's a book in you. There's a book in you. And then I began to, once again, put my pen to paper. And I began to feel the Lord speaking to me. And that's how this book came about. Mm. One word at a time. Yeah, it's so powerful because I think God spoke to us all collectively as well as individually in the pandemic. And and it is so awesome that you were able to be productive during that time period and to leave something on record, as they used to say when I was a kid, that can encourage and inspire others. And then even your wife's yes. So shout out to Helen, her yes. Yes. Leading to your yes. Shout out to Helen. Yes, that is so awesome how God worked in her life and then it it spilled over for you. And I I believe that that's going to be the case with this book, this first book, because I know that there are more than one. uh, You have more than one book in you. Talk to us a little bit about turn off your brain and listen to God. Let's first talk about what that means, because I can imagine that somebody, you know, sees the book cover, they read the title and like, what exactly do you mean? Turn off your brain. Talk to us about that. Well, I think that I'm going to go from my perspective, first of all. And I think that when I use my perspective, other people will be associated with it, too. Mm -hmm. We go through life. And that's exactly what we do. We go through life. But we never actually experience life, the life that we want to experience, because we're too busy trying to live like they. They become the very popular word. They did this, they said this, they do this, they do that. And we tend to follow behind they. And I became a person who was guilty of that myself too. And then one day I was in a very dark place and I didn't know whether I wanted to live or whether I wanted to to die. And I had no family, no friends. I was in a, working in a job, you know, which I hated going into work. And I was just in, in a dark place. And 
when I was at my lowest moment, I was down in the gutter. I just felt a voice saying to me, God speaking to me and saying, give me five minutes of your time. Here I am thinking, I says, I'm on the verge of, you know, having a breakdown at the time. You didn't know what was going on, but like now they call depression, bipolar, whatever it might be. But I was on that verge. I was on, on a fine line. And when I listen to this voice speaking to me, I'm saying, um, is this real or am I losing my mind? But I listened to that voice and I rose up five minutes early every day. And this voice began to speak to me and minister to me. And um, I wasn't saved at that time. I was in my, uh, probably my uh, middle thirties at the time. And I wasn't saved. And I began to listen to a particular Christian radio broadcast. Every morning used to come on around the time and I started listening to that. And then I found myself at five minutes turning into longer periods of time. It got to the point where I was getting up three hours earlier before I had to go to work to spend time with God. And he began to speak to me. I began to hear his voice very clearly when I was in that room I was in. He would meet with me there and he would stay with me there. And then when I left there, I had a renewal. My whole life was renewed. And God began to speak to me and saying that the life I lived to that point, I lived on my terms, not his terms. That's why I was so miserable. Because here I was chasing after the wrong things. I was chasing after career. I was chasing after money. I was taking out material possessions, family, friends, all these things I was chasing after. But guess what? I lost them all. But guess what? I found God. So I had to lose everything to find God. Wow. And that's how I started my journey. So when we look at the book now, the finished product of the book coming out now, this is a culmination of years of going through and chasing after all the wrong things and finally being able to finally turn off my brain and listen to God. Wow. As you were talking about that, I I know that there are so many people that are going to be able to identify with what you just shared. It's hard to be in the world and not be of the world. And I think that becomes more and more challenging every day. So what you're really telling us through your own personal experiences, as well as through this book, is we have got to find ways to shut out these things and make space for God in our lives. And I heard you say earlier too, that, you know, chasing after these things is what was actually leading to the misery. Yes. I think that's a word. That's a word for somebody right now. Yes. If you're in a dark place and you're trying to figure out what's going on, why am I here? Why am I feeling this way? Could it be possible that it's just a matter of shifting your focus and focusing on not material things, not the corporate ladder or your entrepreneurial pursuits, just focusing your mind on God. I know as a pastor, you give us so many scriptures. Oh, yes. yes. (laughs) Talk to us about keeping our mind on God. And that really is the key. So that is the mission that you're on. It's, I guess, as I think about it, Taryn Arthur, it's really an extension of everything that you've done, right? This book just allows you to reach people 
in a different way. Now, one of the things that struck me about your book is, and we've talked about this before, there's a lot of things that have come together, I think, based on how God has gifted you. So there's some poetry, there's some storytelling. But you know, one of the things that really struck me from the beginning is I could tell your pastor's heart there because you asked two very important questions to start the book. And it kind of sets the tone for everyone else. Now, of course, we don't want to give all of the details away, but can you just share with us the two questions and why you thought it was important? I mean, you could have started anywhere. Why did you start with these two questions? Well, the two questions, I think, chapter one in the book was written long before the other chapters were written. Chapter one was written from a pastor's perspective, because initially, when I was writing the book myself, I was going to write a book basically dealing towards Christians, towards the church. But then God switched it around and turned it around. He wanted to reach everybody. I think during this pandemic, it proved that because a lot of times I know where I'm at, I know a lot of places around the world, the churches were closed and people were searching for things. But the two important questions is, if you were to die tonight, where are you going to end up? And then the second question is, are you sure? Because there's many of us who claim to be Christians, but the thing is we're not practicing it. And one of the key things which, which God spoke to me about it was he's saying that, did you change any lives today? And I said, Lord, I didn't, I didn't speak to anybody today. And then all of a sudden, I didn't hear anything from him anymore. But I knew that was a assignment for him and need for me to get out of my comfort zone and go out and talk to somebody. Make a phone call, go out, do something. Tell somebody about his love. Because one of the most important things that I think that through this book, which I want to get out to the people, is that my job in writing this book, along with God, because I'm just a co-author with this book, is to help people make themselves better. Why? So together, we can make the world a better place. Because if I can go out and change a life through how God used me to write this book, and they can go out and share that book or, or share the message in that book with someone else, we can help change this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live in New York City, and I expect a lot of violent acts to happen. But then when you have towns like Osquash Benash, and people are getting going there and shooting up malls and schools and all kinds of different things there, we have a problem. We have a very serious problem. And the problem is that we have gotten to the point now where we have allowed they to dictate what we can and cannot do instead of getting back on track and turning off our brains and listening to God, who's the only voice of reason. He loves us. You would have no one go out trying to harm somebody else. We're supposed to love one another, be there for one another. If you have an extra coat and another brother or sister doesn't have a coat, why can't you reach out and share that coat with them? Sometimes the difference between a person being sane and mentally ill is love. It's that simple. I've encountered people that if you try to hug them, young people, particularly young men, they move away from you because they've never been hugged before. They're packing a 45 
or nine, you know, in their waistband, ready to blow somebody away because that's all they know. And they're 11, 12 years old because they've never been hugged. They don't know about love. And that's one thing this book teaches us about love. I think I can share a little something in, in each chapter in the book. You're going to see love, the God kind of love in the book. And I think that was very important that God wanted to get that message out, mm-hmm. that his love works through people. Yes. yes. Because yes. we on this planet, we have to understand that Jesus is no longer here. But guess what? He lives inside of you, lives inside of me. And we ought to be his representatives here on this planet. We ought to be his hands and his feet and his voice. And we're supposed to share his love and his message. Mm-hmm. Very important. It's not only supposed to be in the church. Mm-hmm. God moved myself and my wife Helen out of the church and put us out into the marketplace because we can reach people better that way. Because people that will never go into a church, we'll see out there. And they'll see as we live our lives. Because we also have a nonprofit organization, Righteous, Uplifting, Nourishing International Inc. Just started that before God meeting us to start that to help people as well, too. So we know that, you know, that what the world, like the song, what the world needs now is love. No, not the world, it leads God's love. God's love. Because the world's love loves who they want to love. God's love loves everybody. And that's the key. Loving everybody, especially the ones that don't look like us and don't act like us, don't talk like us, especially those. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I love this. This is all about taking the love of Christ because that's important for us to distinguish, not just love, but taking the love of Christ out to those who need it instead of depending on them to come into us. And I I agree with you 100%. I believe that this is the time of the modern day messenger that goes out and leverages technology and all these amazing tools that God has given us to get the message out to people instead of waiting for them to come in. So through your book, through your nonprofit, through the work that you and Helen are doing together, God can do amazing things. And you're right. He's not here anymore. So he's got to work through us and we've got to be willing vessels. So that's a word for someone out there. God wants to use you, but you have to be a willing vessel. You have to say yes to the call in order for what he has planted in you to be able to impact others. Now, now Tanarda, you talked about this. You said that you are just a co-author. Talk to us about the journey with God to writing this book. You know, we talked about how it required you to step back a little bit and maybe a little bit more patient. Talk to us about what that looked like for you. Well, when I um, started putting together the chapters of the book, I began to find that I couldn't write anything. (laughs) Nothing would happen. Hmm. So I got in prayer and Another secret, 528 hertz. You familiar with that, Coach Tim? I'm not. So fill me in. 528 hertz. That's called the miracle tone. Mm. That tone contacts God. Mm. So if you're into 
you get into really deep Christian instrumental music. They have a few people out that have a few um, CDs out with this type of uh, music, with this tone, this miracle tone. When you're in that, so that see this this here is how you hear from God. You can be in your like you're in meditation mode and maybe going through something, 528 hertz does it. Hmm. And God begins to speak to you and pour into you exactly what he wants you to do. So he told me, he said, you live your life and you went through a lot of experiences. And I want you to forget about chapter one. And I want you to begin to tell stories of ordinary people. So in other words, in the book of Acts, Acts ends chapter 28, and you read that, but the book of Acts doesn't actually end. Mm -hmm. I challenge anybody to read the book of Acts and tell me how the book of Acts actually ends. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because it's our turn. It's now. It's right now, right? It's still Right now. It's your time to write your book of Acts. That's what God was speaking to me. He says, you write your book of Acts. So I began to share and read stories in about ordinary people living ordinary lives and how God played a part in the outcome of their life. Mm-hmm. Because when we look at ourselves, we have to understand that we all strive to be a part of something greater than ourselves. We're looking for greatness. We have this term out now they use called GOAT, greatest of all time. But then when you examine the life of these people who, quote unquote, are the greatest of all time, do you really want to follow what they did? Good. Or are you looking at the greatness that they did in a particular field? Mm-hmm. But then how are they living their lives as a human being? How many lives are they touching besides their fame? Are they above us where they don't, they don't associate with us anymore? Are they living so large that we can't even associate with them anymore? So when I look at that term, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because ordinary people, God, like I said, well, he, he didn't call the qualified. He qualified the calls. And people don't get that. They think that a person has extraordinary talent and you're doing this. But the thing is that God gives us all talent to you. We all have unique talents and abilities that we use. But the key is, are we using it for God? Are we using it to give him glory? And that's the key. Imagine if you were a famous individual and you would profess your beliefs in God. You already got billions of followers. Imagine how many people you can win for the kingdom of God. But these people who are called the greatest of all time, they never even discuss God publicly. You may hear privately, they may say something, you know, because they want to, of course, keep the Christian audience as fans. But publicly, they will denounce God before they give him the glory. And that's why we have to look at, like I said, with how society uses terminology, knowing that the enemy, the devil is working on behalf of these folks and now telling other people that Christians, no, I don't have to be like Jesus. I can be like 
Mike, <laughs> this is using that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to be like him. But the thing is, is that all these people doing the things that God wants us to do. And the secret is, are they really happy? Mm. When I wrote this book and you begin to read some of the story and examine some of the people's lives and the story and so on and so on, I guarantee that you will see yourself in some of those stories. At some part of your life, you will see yourself there. But the thing is that you won't find that true joy, peace, and happiness until you turn off your brain and listen to God. That's the key. It is the key. And as I was reading through some of the stories, they definitely capture your attention, one. And two, I believe you're right that, you know, we can all see ourselves in elements of these stories. And now that's so important as we write is to really be able to connect with the audience that we want to reach. And if they can see themselves in the story, then it makes them more apt to listen, to, you know, try to understand what is this really telling me? And so you've written a number of different stories in here that can really reach people on so many different levels through their highs and their lows. Talk to us about, as you get to the end of the book, you've got this list. And I was, I was reading the list of all the things that you suggested that we turn off our brains from. And I know you've talked about some of them during our time together, but are there any others that you would like to call out? Because, you know, I feel like somebody's watching this or listening to this right now, and maybe they haven't heard something that really, <laughs> that really was on their street. So what else do we need to turn off our brains to from your perspective? You know, one thing I don't think I touched on is that we need to turn off our brains to ourselves. <laughs> because sometimes we talk ourselves into and out of a whole lot of things. Yeah. Well, we try to use our own reasoning. So the key, I didn't, I didn't put it in the book, but the key is to turn off, you know, yourself. Sometimes we just have to do that. I find myself having to do that sometimes too. Sometimes you think it's all about me, you know, me, 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 me. But it's not all about us. Mm. We have to lower ourselves down. And let the people see Christ in us because it's all about him. It's all about him. We were molded and shaped in his image. He knew before time what exactly we were going to do, we weren't going to do. So everything, like people look at, I counsel people sometimes, coach, I counsel people. And sometimes people always say, they always say, you know, I made a big mistake. I said, no, you didn't. I said, God already knew what you were going to do. <laughs> yeah, no surprises. You're right. You didn't make a mistake. No, you just turn it off, you know, get with God and get back on track. That's it. You know, and you have so many people that do that. And then you have, then you have other people that have too much pride. It's all about me. No, it's not all about you. God already knew what was going to happen. You know, this was going to happen regardless. If you didn't do it, somebody else was going to do it. You know, you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. So if you want to continue to hold on to your success. You better give God the glory. And a lot of people forget to do that. They forget completely about all that. 
And then, you know what? Like the book said, then I meet them when they hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. They're not to remember my phone number now. Before they were cursing me out and calling me all kind of things. You know, oh, you think you, you know, you, Christian, I don't, I don't need God. Now you're calling me up. You found my number. You know, well, I'm easy to find because, you know, I have the same number. You can Google me, you know, my information out there. You know, I'm not I'm on a witness protection program or anything like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they reach out to you now and now they want to listen now. But I say, you see why you had to go through all that? I said, I was trying to tell you beforehand that all you had to do was just, I'm not trying to say no any church or anything like that. I, I just said, just turn it off and listen to God. I didn't even tell you to pick up a Bible. God will guide you through that because when I went through my moment, I had a Bible, a symbolic Bible. You know, it sits there with dust on it. But then when I connected, when God connected, we, we connected. And I like that song. He, God, he waited for me. Yeah. And he did. He waited for me. And then he began to show what I need to do. Told me how to pray, when to pray. Show me how to get into the word, what to read, when to read it. He helped me to understand everything. I didn't learn this stuff in the church. I learned this stuff because I was in the, in the classroom with the creator of the universe. Yes. I was with him. He was teaching me the word of God. Hmm. And I was like, wow, you know. Anybody said, oh, man, he says, you know, people always tell me, say, oh, you got to be in church to do all this. You gotta, I says, yeah, I've been in church. And one of the reasons why. I was out of church so long was because I wasn't learning to be in church. I remember when I was, when I used to go to, when I, I mean, you probably remember this experience too. You go to church and there's some people that have pillows in church. As soon as the pastor begins to preach the sermon, they're already comfy. They go, it's news time for them. Yeah. So a lot of these people are the deacons in the church. Mm. And that's supposed to be the most important part of the service. Mm. But getting back onto our topic is that the most important thing we can do is have that individual relationship with God. Let him guide us. He'll guide you. If he wants you into a church home, he'll put you there. And he'll use you in that church home. Mm-hmm. He'll use you out in the, in the marketplace. Wherever you are, God will use you. you first of all, I guess, like I tell a lot of people, a lot of times what happens is that we forget to focus on family, which is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing I think when God, you know, dealt with me was, trying to deal with family. And, you know, if you're like me, you have a lot of unsafe family members. And, you know, they don't really want to have that relationship with God. They want to live their life. They figure that they have to give up so much Hmm. in order to come to Christ. But I tell them, I said, you know what? I said, when I came to Christ, I didn't give up anything. Hmm. I got so hungry for him. I didn't want to do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Because you get so then when you learn your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, you don't want to do things that you don't certain things you don't want to do anymore. It doesn't mean I'm not necessarily talking about bad habits, mm-hmm. vices. I'm not talking about I'm talking about eating. <laughs> <laughs> eating simply as the way you dress, you know, the way you carry yourself, you know, mm-hmm. the way you speak, you know, the way you treat people, things of that nature changes with you. You begin to have a godly perspective on things. You want to begin to tell somebody, you know, give somebody a piece of your mind. And then all of a sudden you have peace in your mind. And that's what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. A blessing comes out of your mouth instead of a curse. Those are the things I'm talking about. 
Mm-hmm. And the book helps you that. The book helps get you there. Helps wow. you learn how to speak peace. I was just thinking about that. You know, you can, it can only come out if it's in you. It can only come out if it's in you. So in order to be able to be that change that you talked about earlier, in order to impact the world for Christ, we have to have his peace on the inside. We've got to turn off our brain and spend that time with him and allow him to heal us so that we can be a blessing to help others to get healed. But we can only speak peace. That's powerful. We can only speak peace if we have peace internally. Well, listen, I want to make sure that everyone that is watching and is listening to an author is able to get their hands on a copy of this book and is able to keep up with all the things that God is doing in you and through you in this season. So where should we have folks go? Well, in order to get direct contact with me, you can go directly to my website. That's author, A-U-T-H-U-R, Henry, H-E-N-R-Y dot com. If you want to know about our nonprofit, Righteous Uplifting Nourishing International, Inc., you can go to I-N-T-L-R-U-N dot org. And if you want to contact me personally by email, you can do it. Tarrant H T A R R E N T H three six five at gmail.com. All right. So listening audience, make sure that you head on over to authorhenry.com, get your copy of Turn Off Your Brain and Listen to God. Check out the nonprofit and the great things that God is doing there. Before you go, Tan Author, I think it's appropriate. You've, you've challenged us this morning to prioritize to put God first in our lives and make sure that he is on the throne (laughs) and not all of these other things. That's what I'm taking away from our conversation today. In that same vein, there are people that are listening to us right now, most likely aspiring authors and published authors who, like you, have a calling on their lives to get a message out. Having walked this path and having walked with God all these years, what advice would you give to that author out there that's listening today? And maybe they're down today. Maybe they're feeling discouraged, questioning themselves and wondering, does all of this matter? What would you say to them? Well, I would tell them, this is something that I did. And I still do from time to time. I get a dictionary. They got a word. I take that word. I put that word into a sentence. I take that sentence and I continue to build on it until I make a paragraph. Then I take that paragraph and I write enough of those. Next thing you know, I got a page. And I continue and I repeat the process and repeat the process, repeat the process. And before I know it, guess what? I have a chapter and repeat the process, repeat the process, repeat the process, repeat the process. And next thing you know, I've got a book. That's my secret formula. If you have a story, remember, there's a story inside of you. Never postpone living because God has a wonderful plan for your life. Put it down. Start today. 
Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.